Hi, listeners. I hope you're all keeping well. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Now, although we've had a few chilly days, spring is definitely on its way and the snakes are becoming more active. I've been getting quite a few calls and messages of late, the most recent of which were for a brown house snake, a spotted bush snake, and then today I had a call from a gentleman about a snake in his car. We went back and forth a bit via WhatsApp as I wasn't entirely convinced that what this gentleman was seeing inside the engine was a snake. He wasn't able to provide me with a clear, focused picture, but the description of the situation led me to believe that it was either a monitor lizard or a rodent or a cat, and not necessarily a snake. Of course, I have removed all of the above from vehicle engine compartments over the years. However, if it were a snake, they generally wouldn't sit in the same place for three days running as this one did. Anyway, this poor chap was naturally rather rattled by the presence of this creature, and his dog seemed to be quite upset about it too. I offered to assist, but owing to the fact that the vehicle is so low, he said that it was virtually impossible for someone to squeeze in underneath in order to access the area properly. He went to a few different places to seek assistance with raising the vehicle up onto a ramp, but few people were prepared to assist, especially when they heard that something had taken up residence in the vehicle for the past three days. He must have spent his entire day attempting to extract this animal, and at one point he was able to prod it sufficiently with something that it escaped from the car and began running for its life away from the dog. Now, at this point, he discovered that it was, in fact, a rat. So that's great. At least it's not a snake, and at least it's out the car, right? Wrong. It wasn't going to be that easy. The now-fleeing rat turned and ran straight back in underneath the car. I felt so bad for this guy because he was so sweet about it all. I explained that he really had to get that rat out. Rats can cause so much damage to a vehicle. Tonight he said he's going to be putting out nuts and he's hoping that the rat will exit of its own accord. I suggested that he attempts to capture it with a humane rat trap. I'll do an update message on Chat Sapphire's Facebook link to this post to let you all know what became of this stealthy little rat. In other news, I received a ball python in last week that was severely burnt by her heating pad. She's been in my care now for the last week and she's looking vastly improved. Please to all our snake enthusiasts and those that keep snakes as pets, please be sure to read up on the appropriate heating sources and the necessary precautions one must have in place in order to prevent this kind of thing from happening to your own animal. We'll attach photos of her progress thus far and keep you updated in the weeks to come. If you have any questions or require any advice from either myself or one of the guys in this regard, please do not hesitate to contact us and we will guide you as much as we can. While we're on the topic, I'd like to just add a quick note on ball pythons. They aren't an indigenous species in South Africa, but rather they're found in Western and Central Africa. In terms of their housing requirements, lighting is not essential for the ball python as they are nocturnal. But obviously it can add to the aesthetics of the enclosure. So I would suggest that if you do choose to have a light, that you have it set on a timer in order for it to go off in the evenings to ensure that the snake has at least 12 solid hours without the lighting in the evenings. Heating and humidity is essential, obviously. So you need to provide a nice warm area of 32 degrees. This is easily achievable with the use of a heating pad and a temperature control. And I would suggest that you don't allow the ambient, ambient temperature to drop below about 23 degrees, but try to aim to maintain it at about 25.
Remember that should you decide to keep any exotic animal, they cannot and should never be released. So in the event that you can no longer care for your snake or any other animal that you may have, please seek advice on locating a suitable home for him or her. The little ball python currently in our care will return to her owner within the week once her enclosure is better suited for her needs. Lastly for this week, we have an update from Brendan from Snareware. How have things been going, Brendan? Hey, Caitlin. So yeah, I just thought I'd update you since the last time we spoke, which was uh, quite a few weeks back, and we've actually had quite a lot happening since then. Um, we've been very, very surprised and happy to see such fantastic kind of response from the Mams and Toti community. Our Snareware Facebook page has been growing by the day, and we're having upwards of 30 people turning up at our events now and uh, it's just fantastic to see so many people volunteering their spare time on a weekend to go out searching for snares and pulling them out the, the bush. So yeah, we, we're very happy and uh, very, very stoked with the progress we've made in such a short space of time. So far to date, since the beginning of May, we've pulled out 160 snares and we're quite surprised at how big and how bad the issue is in a Mams and Toti and we haven't gotten into probably half the greenbelt areas that we are still needing to get into so 160 snares in just a few months you can just see how how big this problem is and um, we've still got a long way to go it's a long-term effort so we definitely aren't celebrating yet but i think it's a fantastic achievement that's 160 lives saved and it's not just our wildlife that we're saving, it's also our domestic pets that are getting caught in these snares. To date, we've come across two dead cats in snares, which were both someone's pets uh, living nearby the greenbelt areas that we'd been into. And we've also seen a few reports of dogs caught in snares that um, we've come across even a few dogs' carcasses in, in the bush. And um, we even had a baby monkey two weeks ago caught in a snare that was half decomposed. So, yeah, while we're out there to save the wildlife, it is also impacting on our domestic and loved pets. And um, it's just not safe for, for them to be roaming around. So we do encourage people to try and keep their cats indoors and keep their dogs within their fences. Um, there's a lot out there that could happen to them, but uh, a snare is a horrible, horrible way for an animal to die. So other than that, um, yeah, we've just been basically working our way through the Mamzentodi Greenbelt areas, uh, one weekend at a time, and um, yeah, like I said, 160 snares. We, we're very proud of that achievement, and we're going to keep on going as, as long as we can. We've been very, very lucky to get some sponsorship jump on board with us, uh, people that are wanting to be aligned with Snareware's cause and donate money towards us. And we're using this money to fund um, the purchase of a camera trap that will help us kind of monitor these greenbelt areas. Uh, it will alert us as to when the poachers are going into these areas and so that we know when we need to go back and re-sweep them. And it will also help us catch some of these guys in the act uh, of what they're doing and hopefully build a bit of a case against these guys and, and stop it in the, in the long term uh, so that we're not just pulling out their snares but we're actually going to get them caught in the act and hopefully some some action against them. Of the 160 snares that have been removed, each one has been documented and um, basically a database has been created in terms of where every single snare was found, 
We also document in what type of snare, what material is used, and how it's been placed on the path. And all of this information is being submitted through to the Wildlife Authority, as in Velo in Wildlife. And it's also just important for us to map these hotspots so that we know where we can focus our efforts and where we need to set up the camera traps to catch these guys in the act. And if anyone is keen to join, we have our public Facebook page, which is called Snare Aware. We also have um, a private Facebook page and a private WhatsApp group. Um, and that's only for our vetted members. So you will go through a vetting process if you want to join us. Obviously, that's just for safety and security. But if anyone wants to get involved, just message the uh, public Facebook page. Just search for Snare Aware and just send the group an invite and we will take it from there. That's fantastic, Brendan. Well done to you and your team and to everyone who's contributed towards this fantastic initiative. Now, tell me, for anyone wanting to get involved, how safe is it for people that might want to join if they have young children? And what happens if elderly people would like to join you? So, yeah, it is safe, um, safety in numbers, but obviously each area is very different. So in some areas, the bush is very, very thick and quite difficult to get through and other areas it's a bit more of a leisurely walk um, so each event is kind of different what we try and do is separate people according to ability um, and kind of you know if, if we are familiar with the bush we can then separate people but sometimes you know it's a bit of trial and error we actually learning as we go as we move through the bush for the first time it's you know some areas become very thick and others open up so it's quite hard, but we have had kids, many, many young kids from the age of four, five years old, six years old joining us. And I think our oldest member is in the 70s. So, yeah, we, we definitely cater for young and old. And I think what we'll do in the future is just market the events that are family friendly and perhaps a bit friendlier and easier for the older folk. And... Um, let those people know on those events that this is a family or old person friendly event. Okay, well there you have it folks. The Snare Aware team have really come along in leaps and bounds. They've dedicated their time selflessly to the conservation of our natural flora and fauna and for that we are truly grateful. Well done guys and girls. We'll add their banking details to the Chat Sapphire website in case you may want to make a donation to assist them with their cameras and anything else they may require to continue their work. That's it for this week, guys. Look after yourselves and enjoy the rest of your week.